time for our spotlight. Big names, and Ross Gerber is all over it. Ross Gerber, President and CEO, Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management. I'll start with Disney because that is the most timely name of the three that we're discussing. But Tesla, MGM, these are other names that we'll be talking about. I'll start with Disney. Of course, Bob Iger takes the helm. He gets the note from the board and they say, you know, would you come back? Chapek's out. He's come in. He's wasting no time reorganizing, ousts a top executive. He's been quoted as saying he would have done so much more with ESPN. Streaming is struggling. What do you think here? Is it time to buy Disney and why? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Aggressively bought it in my fund GK yesterday. It's one of our, you know, top 15 odd holdings, and I've been a Disney shareholder my whole life, and a huge fan of Bob Iger. And you know, Iger just can't stay retired, and and he was getting into content and doing deals. And Disney's looking around, saying, "We lost Iger, we lost Kevin Mayer, we got to bring back Iger, and hopefully they'll get Kevin Mayer back and rebuild this business around storytelling, around the brands that have made Disney great, and really just." you know, catapulting this great structure that Iger, Iger built, but then was kind of mismanaged by Chapek, now can be accelerated into this next level. And we expect much better results under Iger. You really do. I mean, of course, Chapek came on in February of 2020. It was right before the pandemic. He had a very tough time to navigate. But then you've had some inconsistencies in the latest reports. And I think that's what really spooked folks, you know, sort of like we're out of COVID worries now. Theme parks are doing better. How is it that streaming is doubling its losses year over year? Um, that's where the question started to lie. Where do you think that um, that Bob Iger is going to really focus and get the money. I mean, I know he's pushing creativity. That's number one. Well, it's, it's already started with the cost cuts over at Hulu and, and Disney, uh, you know, the, the production arm. You know, he's taken, a, you know, a big axe, just sort of like Elon to this, you know, sort of structure that Chapek built that was not successful. So he's going to rebuild this, this structure. It's crucially important if you're going to spend $30 billion on content for Disney Plus. This needs to make sense. So I was pretty shocked by the report as well because I expected Disney to blow their numbers out with the theme parks packed and Disney Plus doing so well. And it was just a lack of either focus or execution on the content side. And that's why bringing Iger back is so crucial to their success because that's where he's most suited. All right. So um, it's trading around $95. You said you've been a believer yeah. in Disney most of your trading career. So where do you think it's headed in the short term, in the long term? Well, you know, we think Disney has the earnings power to get to six to $7 a share in earnings over the next year or two if they really manage their business right. And, and typically, Disney should trade around 20 times earnings. So, so we see about $120 to $140 price is what Disney's probably worth, you know, in the short term. Um, so there's a decent amount of upside here in Disney, and it's a, a wonderful business over the long term. Mm -hmm. All right, let's leave it there. And then turn our attention to Tesla. For those who love Tesla, they've been excited about new models. They've been excited and sharing Elon Musk's excitement along the way, right? He comes on, he tweets, can't wait. You know, he says sexy for the Model S. That You know, he, he has uh, the Model 3, the Model X and the Y. I mean, he just is so busy and so fully immersed in creating and building new manufacturing plants. And guess what? He's checked out and focused more on the verified check marks. Um, and I think he's left Tesla shareholders sort of wondering, what's next? What's so great about Tesla anymore? 
um, concerns about <laughs> deliveries, concerns about his focus, concerns about him taking money out of Tesla and putting it towards Twitter. And it's a two-year lows, but everybody loved Tesla. Now what? Where do you think it's headed and why? Well, you know, let's keep this in perspective here. Tesla is executing wonderfully in their business plan and has been hugely successful as a company. And Elon was looking for a new challenge this year. And what was the most difficult and horrendous challenge he could take on? And it was Twitter. So he decided to do that. But, you know, it's not Elon's long-term goal to be the CEO of Twitter. And he's in a restructuring phase right now, which I assume will go probably through the end of the year. And then uh, hopefully he'll have new management in place and team at Twitter that will do a wonderful job there and he can refocus his energies on Tesla. But but it, I hate to say this, but Tesla doesn't really need Elon as much as it used to. And it's a very big, mature company that has a lot of projects that are moving along with great leadership. And investors are valuing Tesla now like Elon has quit Tesla. And that that is a huge error and a great opportunity for investors who are willing to take the risk on such a consequential company. So this is a very unique opportunity for investors who can see past the noise. All right, so let's uh, get some price targets there. Where do you think Tesla's headed? As, as you said, they have a great footprint. Um, Tesla's loved by many. I know they have competition sort of nipping at the heels, but a Tesla's Tesla. Where should it head? Well, you know, we think this next year in 23, we're going to have earnings, you know, the street saying $6.00. My friend Gary saying over $7. So if you take somewhere in there and you extrapolate out its growth rate of 50% uh, earnings and, and revenue growth over time, um, you know, you could say the stock's worth, you know, $300 to $350 a share, and that's where it should be trading. So that's why it's such a huge opportunity because there's nobody even close to doing what Tesla's doing. Yeah, and before I get to MGM, just a quick thought. What else is Tesla besides making cars, right? They do so much more. Well... This is full self-driving, and this is battery production. So it's really about battery production. That's the next big thing and scale for the EV and energy industry, and where Tesla is dominating by opening two new factories, one in Europe and one in Austin, is that battery production will increase dramatically in cell production at the various places. And Tesla's in line to get all the subsidies from the U.S. government as well. And then you have their charging infrastructure, which is becoming hugely valuable to the entire EV ecosystem. So Tesla is a multiple industry dominant player. Okay, last but not least. Oh, and they're doing trucks, and they're doing trucks, yeah. Right, the semi-truck is coming, um, right. cyber truck, right? So right. let's get to MGM. We'll roll the dice here as yeah. we talk about casinos and Macau. And um, we know that we've gotten mixed messages, COVID policy being eased, not right. eased. I mean, it's just it's just craziness what we get as far as what message to trade on as investors. There really is no message, no clarity there. But you like MGM. Where would you buy it and where would you sell it? Or where do you think it's headed? You know, it's interesting because you brought up three companies, which I love, which all have China exposure that's hurt all three companies over the last couple of years. And, and as much as China is a wonderful market to grow in, it's become a nightmare market to deal in. So, you know, MGM, you know, the Macau casinos are still closed and, and, and that's been a big drag on, on the company, but it's a smaller part of the overall company. But MGM in Vegas is just booming and Vegas and sports and entertainment is just off the charts. I mean, room rates are going up, conventions are back. People are back to partying and having a great time. And people are spending a lot more time and money on having a good time 
than they've ever done in the past, and they're paying record amounts, whether it be for concert tickets or room rates and great hotels. So MGM is poised to benefit. And then we have online gambling, which is just a wonderful business. So we've got World Cup started. We've got NFL. We've got NBA. Uh, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday, it is a goldmine for the online gamblers right now. And MGM is, is a key player. Very bullish. Yeah, you named a lot of good stuff there. All of that is so much. There's fun, good right? stuff. Sports, if we can get China. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. If we can get China's policy to make sense, I mean, there's a lot of upside in all three of these stocks because China's kind of holding them back in a lot of ways. But China policy makes no sense, and they're not going to be a disease, and they're going to have to come up with policies that make sense for business. All right. Ross Gerber, great to see you. Happy Thanksgiving. President CEO Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management. Thanks, Ross.